Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I'm your host, Laura Reeves. Here at the Good Dog Pod, we are all about supporting dog breeders and responsible dog ownership. Join our mission and help change the conversation because we are all stronger together. Good Dog is on a mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them through education and advocacy. The Good Dog Pod provides dog lovers with the latest updates in canine health and veterinary care, animal legislation and legal advocacy, canine training and behavior science, and dog breeding practices. Subscribe and join our mission to help give our dogs the world they deserve. Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I am your host, Laura Reeves. And here at Good Dog, we're on a mission to use the power of technology for good. Knowledge is empowering, and we're here to share our experience and our knowledge so we can give you the power, whether you're breeding good dogs or looking to acquire a pet that fits your family's needs. Good Dog is on a mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them by educating the public and advocating for dog breeders. The Good Dog Pod is going to help us achieve our mission by providing dog breeders and the public with the latest updates in canine health and veterinary care, animal legislation and legal advocacy, canine training and behavior science, and dog breeding practices. Subscribe and join our mission to help give our dogs the world they deserve. Welcome to our panel today. Josh Weiss is the co-founder and CEO of Good Dog. Judy Stella is our head of research and standards, and Kat Matloub is our head of partnership and legal. So welcome team. This is a pretty amazing group of people, and I loved Josh's comment just a little bit earlier. What happens when you get a tech guy and a lawyer and a scientist together? (laughs) That's exactly right. Good things is exactly what happens. Excellent. So Josh, why don't you tell us your story? Thanks, Laura. So excited for this. This really is a key part of what we do, which is not keeping things to ourselves, but shouting from the rooftops about what we're learning and how we can help educate from that which we're learning, both breeders, but also very importantly, the public at large. And so I'll share a little bit about my story and kind of how we got to this point and why educating both the breeder community as well as the public at large is so important to what we do. So in a previous life before starting Good Dog, I come from the tech world. And for me, in my life, just like for so many of the breeders we work with, what I did was second nature, building technology, building websites, marketing them, reaching wide audiences, making hard things simple and understandable and accessible, and really making connections, using technology to make connections. And so after my career in that world, thinking about what I wanted to do next, being a huge, huge dog lover, but really being in the general public, being a consumer, not being from the dog world, it allowed me to have kind of a beginner's mind and start exploring this world And really, the first insight I had is, you know, as someone who's had dogs my whole life, I started thinking about the process of going about getting a dog. 
and just realizing how much that as well-intentioned as I was, I really didn't have very much reliable information about what I should be thinking about when getting a dog. And what does it mean that a breeder has responsible practices? What are those practices? What should I be looking for? What questions should I be asking? And so that was the beginning. That was the thread that I started to pull. And along with my co-founder, Lauren, we really began to kind of untangle this sweater of the dog world that now we know and love so much. And really, we began to see how much our backgrounds in the technology world could potentially be used to have technology be a force for good. How can we use technology in the right way, which is so important because just like anything else, you can use it in the wrong way. But how can we use technology in the right way to help empower those who are working so hard to make sure that we have dogs, we have dogs that are sound in body and mind to empower prospective dog owners who just want to do what's right, but maybe have had a bit of a challenge figuring out what that is. And so really what Good Dog was started to do is three things. The first is to understand better what is good. And that's not necessarily as easy as it might sound sometimes. Sometimes there are no answers. And that's where Judy comes in. And Judy will will, will talk a little bit about what she focuses on at Good Dog. But that's where we're bringing together scientists. How can we actually go and understand what's the best way to do certain things? How do we bring together people who have immense experience, who have just been doing it for so many years and have had so many different things happen to them that they've learned from? How can we bring together people from different backgrounds? So that's number one. Number two is then trying to help point out what's good, to really help educate, to really help spread that word, to help people understand what to look for. And then the last piece is to connect. And that's really where the technology piece comes in. For us, the technology part is the easy part. For us, creating a website and having there be something that's really easy to use is the easy part. And really the way that we look at technology is as an enabler, as a facilitator. We are all about human connections. We're not about, I'm getting a dog from Good Dog or Good Dog is in the middle of things. Good Dog is underneath it all. Good Dog is what's powering and making it really easy for breeders to spend time on what they care about, which is spending time with their dogs and caring for their dogs and spending time educating and connecting and helping and supporting both their fellow breeders as well as new dog owners and their prospective owners, current owners and past owners. Nice. So that's really what Good Dog was started for. We started about two years ago with the very seed of an idea, and we've been working hard to do two things. One is to bring together the best people we possibly can. And you'll hear people way smarter than me on this podcast today, as well as in future episodes, whether they're on our team or they're in our orbit, we really want to bring together the brightest minds. And then the second is really doing the best we can to actually put things out there and learn and listen. How do we try? Because we're not perfect, but if you don't try, you're never going to get anywhere. Fail, potentially. Do something that you know, maybe is not the right way to do it. 
but then listen to the community who is not shy. And we're really appreciative of that. We hear opinions. We know that this is a world where understandably so, we're all really passionate about what's going on. And we try to incorporate all that learning to make ourselves better. And that brings it all the way back to the beginning of my story, which is I am not a 30-year dog breeder. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to listen and it allows me to have the humility to learn and bring what I do know to bear, to help, to support, but really have the experts in the community guide us in the right direction. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about putting things out there that we've learned. It's about educating, but it's also our way of listening and our way of having a conversation with the community at large. So needless to say, Laura, we're very excited about this. And that's a little bit about my story, a little bit about our story, but very excited to dive into what we're doing. Gosh, that is a fabulous origin story. And I am so glad to visit with you about it. And now I want to have Judy come in and tell us a little bit about her story, because her story fundamentally shapes how Good Dogs community is built, the community of breeders and the community of people who are looking to acquire a pet that is a good fit for their family. So welcome, Judy. Hi, happy to be here. Like Josh said, we're all happy to be here and to start this podcast and be able to communicate with the community at large. So my story and how I came to Good Dog is a little bit different because I did come to Good Dog with some understanding of dogs. I had worked at a veterinary hospital and we had a pretty large clientele that were dog breeders. I thought reproduction was fun and it was really interesting and I liked working with the breeders. You know, you get to see different dogs that you don't see every day, Saluki breeders and Dalmatian breeders, and they were really interesting people. And they took great care of their dogs. They were there doing health testing and getting all of their OFAs done. So I had a great impression of dogs. Like my introduction to the dog world and dog breeders was amazing. I met with the best of them. And then after I finished graduate school, I did leave veterinary medicine. I went to go to graduate school. And when I was finished, I was offered a science fellowship with USDA in animal care, which is the part of USDA that oversees the Animal Welfare Act. So I had some experience there. That was my first experience with larger facilities with licensed dog breeders. And that's a quite different experience. And how that plays out was quite different. But what I found with these breeders was that many of them were very open to learning. They were very curious and they wanted to talk and they wanted to learn about science. And so I was working with Candace Crony. I also was worked in collaboration with Purdue University. And so we had the opportunity to sort of answer some of their questions and do some research. So one example of this is that, you know, we were finding a lot of dogs that had dental disease and that can really negatively impact their welfare and their health and even pregnancy outcomes. And this had been going on for a while and, you know, we knew that it was there and we weren't really making any progress. We just weren't making any progress with making it better. So I was chatting with a lot of breeders and it just seemed like they didn't really have the tools to be able to really understand and identify when they were having problems and when they needed veterinary help. So we just went out and developed a tool and we validated it and made this really simple, easy tool so that they could just monitor their own dogs and know when they needed to intervene. And then we also wanted to see what they were doing, what kind of preventive care they were doing and what was working best so that we could actually point them in that direction and say, hey, this works better than what you're doing. 
so that they could allocate their resources appropriately. It turns out that if you just give a dog a bone to chew on, it's enrichment, so it gives them something to do, and it also cleans their teeth. So this was like a really powerful lesson for me that it could just be something super simple and you just had to actually get the information out to people and they would do it. And so, you know, everyone wins. Dogs win, breeders win. And so I feel like when I met Kat and Josh, I loved Good Dog's mission. And I saw this as an opportunity to really work with dog breeders, dog owners, to interject some more science and some more evidence-based recommendations into what we are doing. And so I see my role as the scientist that can translate the science to regular people. We as scientists are really bad at doing that. People don't read journal articles. They're boring. They're full of jargon. And let's be honest, readers have more important things to do. We want them to raise puppies, and that takes a lot of effort. So I see my role as being able to translate that science. And with the technology, you know, we can do that. and We can communicate it on a large scale. So we work at this every day. We have webinars, we have interviews with experts about behavior and genetics and reproduction, and we make these available to anybody. We want every person that we come in contact with to be able to succeed. We want to give them the information they need to succeed. So all of our webinars and educational materials are on our site and they're free to everyone. And so moving forward, we want to start doing some of our own research. We want to start answering questions that our breeder community has. And so one idea that we had and one project we plan to start is to start doing health surveys so we can follow our puppies and have a better understanding of breed-specific conditions and ways to improve canine health. So that's where I see my role, and that's sort of my origin story with Good Dog. I love that. And, you know, I think, once again, we're always going to go back to knowledge is power. And if you know better, you do better. And if we here at Good Dog and on the Good Dog Pod can empower people through knowledge, it is a win-win-win. It's a win for the breeders, it's a win for the buyers, and it's a win for the dogs, which I think is pretty important. So Kat Matloub is our head of partnership and legal. She's our legal beagle, but I'm not entirely sure that she likes legal beagles. (laughs) (laughs) You know, from you, Laura, it's totally fine. You forgot to introduce at the beginning of this, it's not just a scientist, a lawyer, and a technologist. We also happen to have an amazing dog breeder, professional dog handler, dog groomer. And that is, as Josh himself pointed out, such an immensely critical voice. So we're super pleased to be here and to have you. And you can call me the legal beagle all day long. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I think that Kat has a pretty amazing story of being empowered by the acquisition of knowledge. And so Kat, I think that you should share that with our listeners because I think it's really important for people to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. So my story is I was always an avid dog lover. I grew up with dogs. I was a person, if I was anywhere and there was a dog in the room, I was on the floor with the dog, not interacting with the people. I ended up becoming a corporate lawyer. I worked in mergers and acquisitions at Skadden here in Manhattan. And I'd always known that I wanted to do something different with my life, something that I was passionate about, but that was kind of my area of focus. Over the course of my 20s, I would say, I saw a lot of people very close to me, my roommates, my best friends, my colleagues, my law school classmates, and then my parents go through just horrifying experiences of trying to get a dog, wanting to get a dog, wanting to bring that 
joy and love into their lives and just being faced with huge anxiety about how to do that and is it wrong to get one from a breeder? What does that mean? And how do you know what you should do? And how do you know you're not going to get your money stolen online like so many people do? And it's heartbreaking. And I saw my parents go through it and I was just helpless to help them. You know, I'm an attorney. I do research. Like, this is what I do. Why was it impossible to crack this code? And then I left Scadden. The most exciting thing about that for me was being able to get a dog of my own. So I started looking online and I gave up. I spent a month of, I remember the month just being horrible and so anxious and stressed and emotional roller coaster. And I ended up giving up because I didn't feel confidently that I could know how to get a dog in a good way. And it was horrible for me. And then as fate would have it, three months later, I was so, so fortunate to be connected with Josh and Lauren, who had similarly gone through that experience and been really smart folks and been what's going on here. And they'd already started the immense learning process when I met them. And basically, I had this, I think, kind of life-changing moment where I unlearned everything that I thought I knew about the dog world. And I learned that we've been hugely successful, amazingly so, in decreasing the number of dogs in shelters and rescues. And because we love dogs so very much, the demand is huge. And actually, we don't have an overpopulation problem. As Patty Strand, that expert, likes to say, it's a distribution problem that we have. And if you actually look at the numbers, which I did when I met Josh and Lauren, the truth is we're going to run out of dogs in the future if we don't support dog breeders. And then I started learning more. And I started realizing that dog breeders are actually the ones doing everything in their power to produce healthy dogs, to produce well-adjusted dogs. They stand behind their dogs. It was just kind of so eye-opening what Josh and Lauren presented to me was the reality that we could change things in such a way that everyone would be better off. The dogs would be better off. The dog breeders would be better off. The puppy buyers would be better off. The general public would be better off. And the key to it all was supporting dog breeders, was supporting the people who were doing all of the good and working so hard. And then I dove even deeper when I joined on Good Dog. And what I found was truly horrifying. I discovered how unfairly dog breeders had been treated. I learned about the regulations that were not only not effective in doing what they were intended to do, which is give our dogs a better life and better welfare, but rather had the effect of pushing out the folks who were the very essential to us having a good dog world. And not only that, but targeting them, unfairly going after them with no recourse. I've heard horrifying stories. One of the stories that we actually experienced recently, and it's something that I think really got me, wow, this is an area where I could use my legal training to empower dog breeders. And it's the horrifying cases you hear of when breeders are unable to get their dogs taken out of a shelter or are unable to get their dogs back from control officers when they were unfairly targeted and there was no recourse and everyone was blaming them. And they were truly, when I looked, I mean, one of the stories I heard in my first week at Good Dog, a breeder told me about, a lot of people don't know this, breeders have a take back, you know, they stand behind their dogs for life. Like they are there. That dog is not going anywhere. That dog is not going to shelter. They're microchip. They will literally fly across the country. In my first week at Good Dog, I heard the most amazing story of a breeder. I asked her, you know, do you take your dogs back? Do you stand behind them? And she told me a story about how after 
One of her owners called her out of the blue and said, I've been displaced. We don't have an apartment. I don't know what to do. Our hotel doesn't take dogs. The breeder paid herself, flew across the country and took this dog back. And that is one of thousands of stories that I've heard of how inspiring dog breeders are. And so I think my role at Good Dog is really to be a dog breeder advocate in so many ways, whether it's legal and we submit talking points and to explain to local legislatures if they've got overreaching legislation proposed. We look to Patty Strand and her amazing work with NAIA and we try to submit evidence to them and say, hey, this is how what you're proposing is going to have such a hugely harmful effect and really do the opposite of what you're intending to do. And this is what we should do and what we should do is support dog breeders. So being there for any dog breeder in our community, we now have hired a team of lawyers. People are joking with me that we are now a mini law firm. They both happen to be Harvard Law School graduates. So we're really bringing in the A game to really finally be advocates for dog breeders, people that you can turn to. We provide mediation services and support. We provide help with contracts because again, what an area where you can be empowered as a dog breeder to protect your rights, to have a contract in place that sets expectations with your puppy buyers so it's fair and you know what to expect and you know that any of your rights will be protected because they are right there. We're working on a legal resource database where we can have a host of contracts and things like template language to include in a will, for instance, if you're worried about what happens to your dog or ongoing rights with a co-owner. And if what happens if the co-owner passes away? I mean, These are things that it comes back to this idea of empowering dog breeders. And so Josh can empower them with technology and Judy can empower them with scientific knowledge and I can empower them with the law. And that's what brings us all here together. And I think we're just so excited about you and what all of us can do together, which is the central piece of good dog that in order to overcome the misconceptions, in order to make sure the public knows what I know, We have to come together. We have to stand behind dog breeders. Dog breeders have to unite because we have to be strong enough to change the conversation. Otherwise, the future of the dog world does not look good. Well, and Kat, we could tell the origin story of how I met you, but (laughs) we probably won't here on this podcast today. (laughs) You know what? That is a great one because Laura famously made me cry and is a testament to how much we love critical feedback at Good Dog. We then promptly offered her a job. So we need it when we say we're eager for feedback. Well, here's the thing that I think that the Good Dog Pod offers for all of us. I am your host. I am a dog breeder. I have been involved in breeding purebred dogs for 40 years. I was a professional show dog handler. I am an American Kennel Club licensed judge. So I bring a different level of experience. And one of the things that I think the Good Dog Pod can help do is what Kat and I talked about, and that is translation. And translation of the English language, but translation of culture. So the culture of a dog breeder and the culture of a dog buyer are not always the same. And having people to help share that communication within the community and Josh's ability through technology and Judy's ability through science and Kat's ability through legal, all of that comes together in the ability to share knowledge and share experience and empower dog breeders and empower dog buyers. And that is a pretty big mission. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you, everyone. This has been a fabulous conversation with our founders. And I look forward to talking to you all once a week. We'll see you each Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to groom a dog, walk a dog, drive a car, almost anything doing a podcast. So we look forward to talking to you more soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Join us. We're so much stronger together. We can change the dog world together.